When a plane crashes before it reaches its destination, does that mean the passengers on board are stuck in an endless journey? And then it's back to school, baby. Get ready to go to college. Get your backpacks. Get your brain back in your head. Get ready to learn. But will you be able to learn knowing at any time you may meet the kangaroo man? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. Hope you guys have tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. We got a lot of stuff to cover, but I do have to say two things really, really quickly. On April 28th, if you are a Patreon member, we are going to have a movie night. Movie in quotes. We're going to be watching a bunch of short films. It starts at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Good short films, too. Not like artistic, not not like black and white stuff. We're going to watch spooky ones. We're going to watch spooky little short horror films. Maybe a few little sci-fi thrown in. Maybe a black and white movie will sneak in. Who knows? But... We're going to watch Twilight Zone's black and white. It's not just bad because it's black and white, but we're going to be watching a bunch of really cool... I haven't seen most of them, so maybe they suck. Maybe they're all going to be absolutely terrible. I don't know, but that's entertaining too. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, April 28th. If you're in the Patreon, more details will appear in the Patreon notification system for you guys. I hope you guys join us. And we're doing short films, so you can hop in, hop out. You don't have to do a full two-hour commitment. We're going to watch from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you just want to watch five or six minutes to just hop in, and you're driving the car, you're like, hold on, hold on, kids. i got to watch a movie while I'm driving. Don't worry. It's only five minutes long. It's super spooky. You're, like, ah! you're covering your eyes. They're like, ah. Anyways, come and join us. Come and join us. That'll be awesome. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, April 28th, 2023. With someone who's always ready to watch a movie, whether it be boring and black and white, or new, in color, and super exciting in 3D, blood shooting out of the screen, walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now, wearing his VR goggles. Everyone give it up for Vexing. Woohoo! Yeah! Wee! He's walking on in. We're, we're clapping. We're clapping right in front of him. He can't see us. Vexine, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I really do. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Also, if you want to support the show, right now we're trying to get nominated for Paranormality's Top Podcast of the Month Award. You can vote every month. You can vote up to three times per submission. Hint, hint. Hint, <laughs> hint. Stuff the ballot. Uh, Dead Rabbit Radio, vote for that. That'll give us a lot of really good exposure as well. That's another way you can help the show grow. And also, tell your friends, tell your family. That all helps, too. Vexine, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. Let's get this party started. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. Drive us all the way out to Missouri. (laughs) Nice, leisurely drive across the United States. To America's most lovable swamp. Specifically, we're headed to Branson, Missouri. And even more specific than that, we're headed to a national park that's near Branson called... Not a very good name. If I, if, I, if this is a name review podcast, <laughs> this is not a good name. It's cold. Because think about it, the other ones, you have Yellowstone and... Jellystone? What's the other big national park? You have Yellowstone 
And then you have the big one in, you have the one with the giant volcano and all the hot lava, all the hot waters like shooting everywhere. And then what's the big one that those people got murdered in a couple years ago? I don't know. You're like, oh no, you're in a national park right now. <laughs> Jason, tell me which ones people get murdered in. All of them. If you listen to Missing 411. No, there was that horrible true crime story years ago. I actually, it was the, the what was it? Carrie Stainer. He chopped up these women. Killed two women and two young girls in a national park. It was in California. And I remember... I read, like, the Sacramento Bee did a full article about this guy. It's insane. I think I've talked about it before on the show, but I read, like, this, I don't know, two, 3,000 word write-up in the Sacramento Bee, like, really detailing the murders and all of that and what he was doing with these bodies. And then that night, I went to see The Blair Witch for the first time. I worked at a movie theater, so I got to see it before everyone else. And the electricity was out at my apartment because I hadn't paid my electric bill. And I stayed at a 24-hour fitness. No, I went to a donut shop. I went to the 24-hour fitness, and then I went to the donut shop, and I didn't go home till the sun came up. Because the combination of that article about Carrie Stainer and the Blair Witch and having no electricity, I was too scared to go home. It's quite the day. It's quite the day. 24-hour fitness and an all-night donut shop. But what was the name of that? It also starts with, oh, Yosemite! Yosemite, that was it. So anyways, we're not we're not going to either of those. You're like, oh, that's not an interesting story. We're not going to that place. We're not going to those places. Those have cool names. We're going to the... This is lame. I don't know. Maybe these people are cool, but probably not cool enough to have their own park. The Ruth and Paul Henning Conservation Area. That's the name of this place. It's not really, like, good to put on a souvenir mug, but whatever. We're there. That's specifically where we're at. And we're walking through the woods late at night. We got our backpacks on. <laughs> Jason, are you sure we're not lost? You don't, normally, you don't hike at night. I was like, no, trust me, trust me. We go this way. We make a left at the geyser. We make a left at Old Faithful. You're like, Jason, no, that's a different park. Have you been leading us around Yellowstone this whole time? I'm like, oh, I don't know the names. We're walking around at night. And then we're, we finally find the main road. And we get there and we see another, a fellow traveler, a fellow night hiker, as we are now called. We're waving, we're waving to this guy and he's just standing on the side of the street. He has his thumb out. He's hitchhiking. Let's go back to December 9th, 1999. There was a plane that was headed towards the College of the Ozarks. And that's basically about five miles from where we're at. There's the College of the Ozarks. This college actually has its own airport. That's pretty awesome. I've been to a lot of colleges. We haven't even had a heliport. This had its own airport. I'm assuming it had something to do with the classes because, like, you probably had, like, flying class. You're like, oh, I'm an art major. But, you know, well, I'm, for this for this year, I'm going to take an elective. I'm going to be a pilot. I want to do this. I'm sure they had, like, a flight program. There's this plane, it was on an official school trip, it was leaving St. Louis, and it was headed towards the College of the Ozarks, where it was about to land. And on this plane, it was owned by the school, you had a graphics art professor and his wife, you had an administrator and his wife, and then the pilot and a student pilot. 
are also all on this plane. So it's like a little Cessna, right? It's not like a big old like Boeing, nothing like that. It's a little Cessna flying over the area that is the Ruth and Paul Henning Conservation Area. Now, you have a college here. If you see what I'm doing with my hands, you have a college here. You have the Ruth and Paul Henning Conservation Area here. And then there is the Dewey Bald Mountain in between them. So they're flying this plane and they're like, okay, all we got to do is fly over this mountain or maybe around it. I don't know how big the mountain is. But all we got to do is get over this mountain, ladies and gentlemen, and we will be at home safe and sound at the College of the Ozarks. The Cessna is flying over this area. I don't know if the pilot was flying. I don't know if the student pilot was flying. But I'm going to guess it was the student pilot. But maybe not. The plane ends up clipping some trees. <laughs> the plane crashed after it clipped a couple trees and everyone on board was killed. Six people died. This was only at 5 p.m., so it wasn't that late. I believe there were witnesses to this event because the fire crews showed up and they're like spraying the airplane down with hoses and stuff like that. And then they're like, everybody died. They're like, I'm pretty sure that guy was still alive until he got blasted to the face with your fire hose. Like, shouldn't you have, like, thrown buckets of water on the plane or something like that? And the fireman's like, don't tell me how to do my job. They put the fire out, and they find out that all six people in the plane had died. (laughs) One suspiciously had drowned, but the other five were killed on impact. Now, this is such a creepy ghost story, and this is why I love doing this podcast and sharing it with you guys, because I try to find the creepiest, weirdest possible stories. We see this hitchhiker standing on the side of the road. This is a ghost story. It's known in the area. I found a lot of resources on this one. We see this hitchhiker on the side of the road. Apparently, if you drive through the Ruth and Paul Henning Conservation Area. Not drive through it. I'm sure there's like a road alongside it. But anyways, it's not not really that conserved if you have a big highway going through it. If you're driving around this area, around the conservation park, around Dewey Bald Mountain, people have spotted hitchhikers. Hitchhikers standing on the side of the road. And when someone pulls over and interacts with these ghosts right they don't think they're ghosts they they look like real people standing there but when people have run into these things either on car i'm sure people have run into these things on foot too if you pull up to one of these in your car one of these spirits spirits of these dead people who you know deceased in this plane crash when you pull up and you say hey i'll give you right buddy where you go and they'll say i'm trying to get to the airport can you take me to the airport So they're like stuck in that loop. This is not one of those ghosts that we have ghosts that are just recordings of an event that you can't really interact with. It's just kind of reliving their last moments. These spirits are truly just trying to get over that mountain. These spirits are trying to finish their journey. They're asking, can I get to the airport? Can can you drive me to the airport? Almost as if there might be some sort of 
release if they are able to get over there. But there's no reports. I wasn't able to find any reports of someone being like, yeah, sure, buddy, hop on in. And then they get close to the airport. And they go, there you are, sir, the good old airport. And then you turn around and the back seat's empty. And there's a wet jacket laying there. You're like, what? Where'd that jacket come from? I didn't see any reports like that. I don't know if the spirits just vanish after they ask the question. I don't know. But the, they will often ask if they can get a ride to the airport. And then more. That, that's creepy already, right? Because you do think they're kind of stuck there. But also, this is a creepy one too. Is you will pull over and you'll see these hitchhikers. And they will ask... When does the plane land? When does it land? When is the plane going to land? And because that definitely does make it seem like they're still stuck in this journey. Like to them, when the spirit's saying that, they're still flying over this area. That's absolutely creepy. Again, like if somebody died in a horrific accident... And then you see like a little wispy ghost, like you see orbs when you take pictures of it. Maybe like a little wispy ghost walking through the forest. A train derailment, perhaps. You would go, wow, that sure is sad, that orb. <laughs> that orb has a sad face. It has like little, little eyes and a little sad frown. You're like, oh, that poor orb. Look at that wispy ghost. That wispy ghost must be the soul of someone who died in this train derailment. But that's bad enough, right? Because you're trapped. But then imagine if you go to the site of a train derailment and there's this guy, he's all sweaty. He's this ghost. He's like, ah, I've been shoveling coal in for the past 80 years. The train won't move. And like the passengers, they're all like, we're starving. All these ghosts, we're starving. Food service stopped around 80 years ago. We don't know what's wrong. Then you go into the next car and there's like a guy being like, I can't sleep. My bed was engulfed in flames. And you're like, oh, you probably like, I should not go into the next car. These are just getting worse and worse and worse. And then you go in the next car and it's just like a, a hobo sleeping there. And you're like, oh, that's not that bad. That's not bad. I'm glad I went to this last car and it kind of was a palate cleanser. But yeah, that would be worse, right? If you saw like the ghost still suffering, still kind of trapped and knowing something was wrong. Interesting ghost story coming out of Branson, Missouri. Vaccine. Let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the world-famous Carpenter Copter. Take us all the way out. Ooh, I didn't even plan it this way. To another college. Hopefully the school has a helipad so Vexing can land the Carpenter Copter. And we all jump out, man. We're ready to learn. We got on our book bags and little baseball caps, and we're running out, we're running the campus, college campus, and we're like, teach us, teachers, teach us. We're, we're waking them up from their sleep. We break into their houses. We're like, you better teach us something, or your family will pay. They're like, ah, oh, what? Ah. We're learning all this stuff at school. We're matriculating at a very fast pace. But while we're out doing the whole thing, learning, playing Frisbee, falling in love, all that stuff, Behind the scenes of every school are the unsung heroes, not the administrators, not those overpaid dorks, not the teachers, those, those underpaid dorks, none of them. It is the mighty janitor who keeps the schools running. If you've ever walked into a college campus and go, that's weird, this place isn't littered with trash, and it's weird, because I did that last night, I was kicking over garbage cans in a drunken stupor, but look at it. 
You look, there's just squirrels playing frisbee. You're like, this is great. This college campus looks amazing. And you're just saying this out loud, but little do you know, whenever you say something like that, a janitor is standing behind a tree going like, thank you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) They skulk back into the darkness until the sun sets, and they're allowed to emerge once more to clean up the college campus. That's where we're at right now. We don't have a name for this college, but we're about to meet a young woman. Let's call her Tracy. She's a janitor at this local college, and she works the late shift. And this is about as late as a shift you can get. She works 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's nuts. That is like you're you're like finishing cleaning up and then other people are walking through the halls. They're like, I sure am hungry. It's around lunchtime. And you're like, <laughs> you're like a vampire. You're like, Shh, the feeding hour is about to begin. I must rush home and sleep. 3 a.m. to 11 in the morning. I can't imagine. That sounds awful. Honestly, that sounds like I couldn't do that shift. I really couldn't do that shift. 3 a.m. to 11 in the morning, this young woman, Tracy, she's working the late shift at this college. And the way it's set up, obviously, it's a big college campus, so you have a bunch of janitors, and they have particular routes. So they all get a little truck that they get to drive in, and they go. They start off their route, and it's always the same every night, right? You hit this building, get in the truck, go to this building, get in the truck, go to this building, get in the truck, and so on. So Tracy... She's cleaning up this building that's described as a factory-type building. So I don't know what technically that means. I don't know if it's full of, like, equipment or if it's just a big, nondescript box. Or both. But anyways, this is part of her route. So we're past three in the morning at this point. She's cleaning up and she's getting ready to leave. And the way it is, is that there are the door that she exits from, where her little truck is parked at, that door has no handle on the outside. There's a lock, right? There's a, a, a key lock uh, thing, you know, where you put your key in, you open the door, but there's no handle. So when she walks out and that door shuts behind her, there's no way for her to really get back in quickly unless she is really fast at pulling her keys out. Maybe she has those janitor keys with, like, the rope on them. Zoop! And then into the key lock, click, 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 and then gets back inside. Normally, it's not a problem, right? She plant, This is her normal route. She leaves this door. She gets in her little truck. She drives her next building. Normally, she wouldn't think, how fast would I have to be to turn around and stick a key into this lock and get in with no handle, right? So you'd be even opening the door pretty much with having just the key in the lock. Sounds like a poorly designed building, honestly, but just the way it is. Normally, she wouldn't have to think about the logistics of how quick it would take for her to get back in the building, except this time... Late at night or early in the morning, depending on how you see it, when that door shuts behind her and she's standing out here and really nowhere, right? It's a campus late at night. No one's on this part of campus. The door slams shut and she looks up and she sees that standing only 10 feet away from her is a gangster. That's how she describes him. She says he looked like a gangster. He was standing there with no shirt on, and he was covered in tattoos. And she's looking at this stranger. She's never seen this guy before. He looks menacing. And she's in the middle of nowhere. And the door behind her, really the only place where she would be safe, has slammed shut. 
And she's standing there and she's looking at the gangster and the gangster's looking at her. And then he begins to approach her. But he doesn't walk, he doesn't run, he doesn't jog. With only 10 feet of distance between these two, he begins to hop like a kangaroo. Powerful, mighty hops towards this terrified woman. She doesn't know what to do. It, 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 it would be such a bizarre sight. It, obviously, you'd be alarmed enough if the guy starts walking towards you. And even if he doesn't say anything, if he's like, yo, I want all of your money. And that tiny little truck. She doesn't know what to do. Her options are so limited. She can't outrun. She can't outrun a hopping man. And that's such a creepy visual, too. Like, when you think of it, a man hopping is terrifying. I mean, unless it's like the Easter Bunny guy in Easter Bunny costume. I challenge you. Because you might go, Jason, that's ridiculous. It's just a guy. It's just a guy hopping around. Is this a cryptid? Like, is this what it is now? Just normal people hopping? Think about it. I want you to run a test. I want you to run a test. I want you to get one of your friends, or better yet, a stranger, and say, hey, man, can you stand there for a second? And then you measure out 10 feet. Be very deliberate about it. And then you turn, you look at them, and you start hopping towards them. If it's a friend of yours, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to laugh, and they're going to be like, what are you doing? Come on, what are you doing, dude? That's ridiculous. But the closer you... And you don't say anything at this point. Don't go boing, boing. Don't make any sound effects. Hop towards them like a kangaroo with a completely blank look on your face. It will it will scare them. They will try to move out of the way. And if you get to them, steal their soul. That was the deal. You're like, what? No, you didn't tell me that part of the... So you're eating their soul. No, it would be terrifying. It would be far more terrifying than walking towards somebody. And that's what Tracy's dealing with. This gangster is jumping towards her like a kangaroo. (laughs) It is a funny visual. But it would be terrifying. And she begins to pray, because that's the only thing she can think of, right? I can't outrun this guy. I can't get back in this building quick enough. I could probably make a break for the truck, but... He'll catch me. He's hopping. He's hopping too quickly. So she begins to pray. That's all she can do. She's like, I just hope, I hope I don't get hopped on. I hope I'm not a Goomba. Hope it doesn't squish me. She begins to pray and she begins to pray silently. So he doesn't know what she's doing, but she's just standing there, eyes wide in terror. And she's praying silently. And then all of a sudden the kangaroo man stops and then slowly begins to walk backwards. Tracy's watching this man move away from her in the middle of this abandoned part of campus. The sun has long disappeared. He's walking backwards. He just couldn't, he couldn't even do that normally. He had to do that in a creepy way. She ran for the tiny truck, got in, started it up, and did this little three-point turn. And then as she's driving away, she looked back and... He was gone. And that's the story of the kangaroo man. There's only been one sighting that we know of. Now listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It could have been a prank. It could have been a college prank. But as far as pranks go, it's pretty lame. Generally, pranks require witnesses, right? 
If you're like, hey, I want to join your fraternity, what should I do? And they're like, go to a place where there's no other people except for one. Hop around like a kangaroo and you can be part of our fraternity. Yes. It could have been a prank. But it could have also been pretty much literally anything else. It's such a bizarre story. It was posted online by someone going by the name Sea Leader 5985 You have this man jumping around like a kangaroo. It could have been... So let's break it down. I don't even know if I have to break it down, right? It could have been... I'm going to pick the most extreme examples, obviously. It could have been a mentally disabled man. But that's not what I'm thinking of. It could have literally been anything else. It's funny. I'm going to pick the most extreme examples, obviously. But I was thinking, like, demon... Ghost, right? A ghost, maybe? Spirit? Could have been a cryptid. Could have been a skinwalker. Could have been a dark agent of Lucifer. A human hopping across this world. It could have been any of those things. It could have been none of them. It's such a weird story. But So yeah, let's say it's none of them. Let's say... Let me ask you this. What's, what would be creepier? If you're standing in an abandoned parking lot at four in the morning... And the one of these things is going to approach you. What's creepier to you? A ghost? A ghost walking towards you. And you can see through it, right? So you know it's a ghost. It's not like a guy. You're like, is that a man or a spirit? It's definitely a spirit. You can see right through it. He's walking. Or a demon. You're like, Jason, well, that one, obviously. <laughs> that, could be sitting, that could be sitting across the street reading a magazine. That'd be the creepiest, right? Because it's so malevolent. A demon, yeah, he's just hiding behind a tree looking at you. And he has his little finger and he's like beckoning you to come over to the tree. Or a Satan worshiper. And he's standing there. He's like standing there with his hands clasped together. And he looks like he's going to move, but he hasn't made a move yet. Or a ordinary human being hopping towards you which one's creepier it's creepier i would argue i would argue that they're all creepy but hoppy <laughs> jason are you really gonna make the argument that hopping is scarier than a demon or a dark agent of lucifer watching you a saint worshiper and an actual citizen of hell itself those two you're gonna see that those two are less creepy than a man who hops. But here's my thing. Like an ordinary dude just hopping down the street. If I ever go to like one of those like gyms or go to the trampoline centers, I'm like, no, stop the madness. Stop the madness. Look at all these kids. They're hopping. They're driving me insane. I'm not here's the thing. There is something about the locomotion of this. And to see of this, of this, whatever this was, right? It is creepier to hop at somebody than it is to walk. So, okay, maybe it's a little extreme to think that someone who's going to sacrifice you in some black magic ritual or a demon itself in the area, maybe those two are bad examples. Maybe those aren't creepier than a just a normal person hopping. But maybe they aren't. Like, again, like, it's so shockingly weird when somebody hops towards you. Imagine if Bigfoot didn't walk through the woods but he like slid on his belly same creature 
Same creature, same name, oddly enough. His entire body looks like a giant foot. But no, he, he looks exactly the same. Still has the big feet. He's eight feet tall. He's hairy. But every time someone encountered him, he was either standing perfectly still in the woods or he was slithering on the ground like a snake. Tell me that's not ten times creepier. Tell me the idea of an ankle-biting Bigfoot would just, everyone would swear off ever going to the woods. If he moved so, if he moved in such an inhuman, or in this way, in simian way, it is more creepy. There is a big difference between waking up in the middle of the night and having a ghost standing at the foot of your bed versus waking up in the middle of the night, going into your bathroom, and there's a ghost attached to the ceiling with its head twisted around looking at you. Like, there are things that we expect bipedal creatures to do, gangsters to be able to do, right? And that's walk. Even if this person walked menacingly towards Tracy, that would be less of a threat than if they were hopping towards you. But it's funny, because when you think about it, you do kind of chuckle. When I read this, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of goofy. But the more you think about it, it's creepier. It's just so bizarre. And it's weird because it's actually quite mundane. The only thing that's weird about it is the fact that he's hopping around. The fact that she got in her car and started driving away, and he, or a little truck, and started driving away and didn't see him. That's not, that's just him leaving. That's just him like being like, oh, that's done. I better get out of here before she looks at me again. Maybe she'll get a better description. It is interesting too that, and we'll wrap it up like this. This isn't, there haven't been other sightings of the kangaroo man, but there are, Tracy has said that there were other, other inexplainable things happening at her work site. Whether this means the actual college as a whole or the particular buildings on her route or this particular building that she was in this night, there were other experiences. I believe that it was this particular building, but she said that she's seen doors slam shut behind her. You know, that's explainable, right? That could happen. Toilets flushing by themselves. That, you know, if they, especially if they're the newfangled automated toilets, that's totally explainable. But she said one day when she was headed to work, when she was getting to the campus, she saw on campus a man with red glowing horns protruding from his head. Probably, probably should have said that part earlier. I just looked down at my notes and I was like, oh yeah. She saw a demon. She saw a monster man. Was it the same man with the tattoos? No, but there's definitely seems to be some sort of entity at this college, and we don't know what the college is. So college students of the world, beware. You may think you're learning. You may think that you're getting a good education and meeting friends and networking and cheering on the local football team, but beware. Because as you're leaving the homecoming game, you're like, see you guys later. Great game. <laughs> the football team's like, who's that guy? I've never seen it before. You're walking around. You're like, man, what an amazing college. <laughs> I don't know why you sound like a nerd. Let me give you a real voice. You're walking around a college campus and you're like, man, what a great time to be alive. Learning is everywhere. The caveman once knew nothing of books. The mighty knights of the medieval times, they didn't even know how to read. But here I am, just a person, moving through this vast 
place of information. What a time to be alive. While you're having that monologue, just constantly <laughs> looking everywhere, constantly be spinning around, you're turning your head. You're like, the caveman! The caveman had no books! People are like, oh no, not this guy again. I thought he got expelled. I thought this guy got expelled for causing a commotion every night. Make sure to completely check your surroundings, because at any point... Because at any point, this guy may hop up on you. And you may go, Jason, that's not a big deal, dude. It was just the guy who's just hopping. But we don't know what happens when he gets you. Right? She got away. She said that prayer. What happens if this man grabs a hold of you? You're just like, I don't believe in the kangaroo man. I believe in every other single thing Jason talked about. But the kangaroo man, that is a bridge too far. So while you're at college, you're sitting there and you're like, I'm not going to ever turn my neck around. I'm just going to look straight ahead. And I'm not going to worry about the kangaroo man. All of a sudden, you hear a boing, boing, boing. <laughs> make the sound effects, by the way. He just hopped silently. But you hear a boing, boing, boing. And you're like, nope, not turning around. The kangaroo man is not true. And then all of a sudden, you feel powerful tattooed arms wrap around your body and you're like no no i should have listened to jason i should have listened to jason uh, and then what are kangaroos most known for hopping and pouches all right and all of a sudden he starts to shove you into it that's what the tattoos were it said insert here have little arrows pointing down to his pouch and he picks you up and he's shoving you into his fleshy pouch and you're like no no this is so disgusting you feel all oily and, and you're like just sliding in all sliding in all gooey and stuff you're like no no uh you're kicking him you're kicking him hell hard he's like oh i didn't think anyone would do that I didn't think if I grabbed a grown adult and shoved him into my body i probably should have made him take off their shoes first you're all beating him up from the inside you're just kicking them but who knows that may be what happens we have no idea if what this thing is the king i don't think he has a pouch i don't know though maybe maybe the next time there's a report of him there'll be a sighting of like a little guy <laughs> like winnie the pooh who's that dude rue there's like this little dude that's you it's you 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 didn't listen to me i tried warning you the next time they see this guy they're gonna they're gonna say it was so weird i saw this tattooed gangster looking guy with no shirt on and then like, that wasn't odd enough sticking out from his belly button it almost looked like he had a giant kangaroo pouch there was another <laughs> there was another man there's just the top half of a guy. His eyes were rolling back in his head. He was being tormented by being trapped in this monster's kangaroo pouch all these years. And just these arms are flailing and he's just going, nah, nah. you've lost all sense of reason. It's truly as hell being part of this kangaroo man. But you should have listened to me. And now you're just part of the legend. Until he gets bored of you. Until... He wants a new person in that pouch. And at that point, he'll push you deeper inside of his abdomen. You're floating around in his stomach now, getting digested. And this all could have stopped. This all could have been prevented if only you had taken me seriously when I said, Beware the kangaroo man. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio, TikTok is at Dead Rabbit Radio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. 